Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. All right, we are back for another great episode. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to identify your target market. So this is identifying a target market for your fitness business to get the best clients for you. Now, in the past, we've talked a, a little bit about um, this, this, this idea. We've also talked about finding your, your fitness niche, which is an interrelated topic. So, for example, uh, what, what we talked about in, in, a, in previous episodes was the idea was you, as a fitness business owner, independent personal trainer, uh, boot camp owner, uh, small gym owner, studio owner, CrossFit box owner, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to have a target market and you need to have a fitness niche if you want to stay competitive in the marketplace. And so the, the first of all, the basic idea of the niche is it's, it's basically the way I explain it uh, and, and teach it is the best way to find it for you is there, there's two is to look at both sides of the equation. Now, one side is what the market demands. Now, really, that is the most important thing. So if the market wants something. Uh, and you can give it to them, and you can prove value beyond reasonable doubt, then you're going to get paid, and you're never going to have a hard time getting work or getting a job or getting a client. You'll be fine. So that is the first side of the equation. And uh, the the way to remember that, and I liken it to, and I've heard this said by somebody else, so I'm not taking credit for this, but uh, I think it was a great uh, uh, Halbert, the copywriter, who was asked, you know, uh, if you were, if you, if we were to give you a fit, uh, a burger franchise today, and you were going to start a hamburger selling franchise of some kind, and we were going to give this whole thing to you today, and we're, we're gonna, and you're going to get started on it, and then we would give you one advantage, one key advantage. Uh, what, what, what would you choose? And so you could choose, uh, you know, things like, okay, uh, you're going to have, um, you know. Uh, let's say uh, unlimited marketing budget. It would be one advantage we could give you, or perhaps we give you, um, you know, a great location, a better location than the average burger joint, or maybe we would give you um, a little better employees, or we could give you a better uh, system in order to create the hamburgers and to sell them, you know, like a, you know, better franchise system, or, you know, you could choose whatever you want. And what he said was as well, I would pick, a, uh, you know, I would, I would choose to have uh, a, a big crowd of hungry, of hungry people. And so the idea there was, you know, that is the ultimate advantage <laughs> is that customer. And I've got Georgette, I believe, joining me right now too. Hey, Georgette, how are you? Hi. Is somebody else on the line too? No, just you and I. Oh, okay. I thought I heard feedback or somebody else. I, I almost forgot about the call. Hey, so no sorry, sweat. I'm like, I- no problem. I, well, I didn't remind you. So I, you know, other than that email you just got, so <laughs> I wasn't sure. It's always good to have you. It's always good that when we're both on, it's always better, right? But um, I, I was, I was ready. I was actually talking about something that that we we both can discuss now. I was talking about. I, I picked a topic for today, and I didn't tell you what it was, but uh, how to identify your target market. And I just thought, okay. you know, I've been talking a little bit about that. We've been kind of like touching on that a lot over the last year or so, but, but I don't know if we've really, we did a, a, an episode that's kind of on it, like finding your niche. And so maybe uh, if it's okay with you, I'll just keep going and I'll talk a little bit about it. And then, then you can chime in okay. when you feel like you you're ready. Is that cool? That's cool. 
All right. So I was just saying, you know, finding your, your niche is kind of, there's two parts. The way I think of it is there's two parts. There's the, there's the market side. Well, whatever the market demands, that's really important. So I was giving the example of the hamburger joint where, you know, if you could have one advantage in your business, if you're going to get a franchise today, what would it be? And the great Gary Halbert, the copywriter said, you know, a, a, a crowd of hungry, hungry buyers, <laughs> you know, so a crowd of hungry people is the biggest advantage you can have. Whereas all the other advantages that you might have in the business are not as important. And that's the same thing here. If I can put you in front of a whole bunch of people that want fitness, they want fitness and fat loss or what, you know, and, and that's what you provide. And that's your greatest advantage over anything, location, uh, system, workouts, whatever, because that's, that's the key. I mean, you need people that want what you have. So um, that would be, that's the first thing. So if people all want, um, fat loss, well then you're, you know, you're going to have a better chance of success if that's what you offer. If you go to that same group of people that want fat loss and you say, well, I've got a program specifically designed to help you get big giant muscles. They're going to look at you and go, well, that's not exactly what I want, you know, and they, they're less likely to buy from you. And so there's, that's one side of the equation. The other side though, that isn't talked about very often uh, at least in terms of a business conversation is, is, well, what do you want to do? Now, a lot of times trainers start with that in mind first. So they're, they're talking about, well, what I want to do is this. And what I do is that, and my certifications are in this, and it's all about me, me, me. And the problem there is there's a disconnect between the client and you because the client doesn't care what you want. Client cares what they want. But with that being said, it still is important because if you get into a field that you absolutely hate, just because it's what the market demands uh, and you really don't like it and you try to like it and you can't like it, well, then you'll be miserable and you'll end up failing anyway because you, you, your heart won't be in it and people will sense that. So I think there's a balance between the two. So I would say on that end of it, you want to think, well, what do I really enjoy doing? And, you know, in terms of fitness, in relation, in relation to my fitness business, what's the kind of client I really like working with? What's that? What's the person that I really wish I could get more of. And so I, if you think of it as two circles that, that intersect, the intersection of them is where you want to focus. So one circle is what the market wants and what it's, what it believes that you can deliver. You know, like you have to have believability. If you say, you know, I'm a, you know, I train celebrities and I get them amazing results, but you don't, or, you know, I, I, I specialize in weight loss, but you have, you personally don't look like you are, you know, in good shape. Like you have a ton of weight to lose yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well then you might have an issue, right? So it's what the, what you like to do and, uh, and also, and what the, what the, um, what people believe that you can give them, what, what, what is believable and what you like and then the other circle is is just what the market wants. And where those two intersect is where you want to spend your time. So there, there's sort of a, a group of people that, you know, they, they, they're demanding. So, for example, you might have people that are all demanding uh, youth athletic speed and agility camps. And you don't have anything to do with sports and you don't have even an interest in that. Uh, and they come up to you and say, Georgette, Jesse, can you do, uh, can you train my kid? And you go, well, I suppose I can, you know, and in your head, you're like, I really want the money, but so the, but I don't know if I even know how, I don't know if I want to, I'm probably not the best trainer for them. Uh, it would take me a long time to learn how to do it. Uh, it's, it, it's really out of my wheelhouse. Well, that is an example of the market demanding something, 
but it not lining up with the other circle, which is what you like to do, what you're good at doing, and what is believable that you're able to provide. So in that case, it doesn't fulfill the criteria because it's really not you. And Or if somebody says, I really want to work out at 3, 3 a.m. Well, that's another example. They might line up with what you want to offer, but they have a demand that you're not willing or unable to meet. So that's an example of a market demand that you just can't or won't meet. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to train somebody at three. <laughs> so it's just, all right, that's great that you want to do that, but that's not what I want to do. And so what, what you want to focus on is the clients you want to identify and write down the, what, the clients that have both. They're the ones that they have what you they, – they, they seek out what you also provide, and that's the match. And I think a lot of times with, with trainers and gym owners and boot camp owners – is you just want anybody, everybody and anybody. I just take them all. I just, as long as they pay, they fog glass and they have a wallet with money in it, I will take them. And I understand that it's a tough market sometimes, depending on where you live and you may be under financial stress. But I'm telling you right now, if you take too many of those, you will be you'll you'll be paying for it down the road. You will you'll be mad. You'll be upset at yourself because you're going to end up doing work that you're not good at. It's not your passion. You're not interested in it. And you'll lose a lot of those clients because they'll sense it. If not right away, they'll sense it over time. So uh, so the first part of the equation on identifying the target market is that I'm going to go deeper into it uh, also uh, in terms of what, what to, how to um, get even deeper and, and how to use this in your marketing. But uh, before I go further, because I haven't even let Georgette even say a word, <laughs> Georgette, what do you think about all that or do you have any comments on it or anything you would add? Um, not sure if I would add anything to that. I think, you know, you're explaining it, uh, simplifying it excellently because, you know, a lot of people uh, will just take the client, you know, just for the money. And I like the way you use the word alignment in, you know, trying to find your target market too because I think a lot of people are just going for, a target market based on, you know, their the the uh, let's use an example like based on money. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead of giving an example, let's just call a spade a spade. They're seeing, you know, somebody wants something and they feel like they have to deliver it, or they'll lose out. They'll lose business. They'll lose money. Rather than aligning it, like you said, I I like that. Yeah, did you see that happening in your uh, business, in your studio, or, you know, do you see that, or online, in your online business, are you kind of noticing some of that kind of stuff, or what's your, in your experience with it, with those good clients versus the bad clients, I guess? Well, it is hard to say no, you know, it, it, for some people, <laughs> uh, me being one of them, you know, it's hard to say no. And it's well, we've all done it. Say. Yeah, we all do it, right? It's just... <laughs> hard to say no you don't want to you know you don't want to not help somebody sometimes rather than you know looking at it from and sometimes you're just looking at it from you don't want to lose the business but Mm -hmm. if you know with experience comes wisdom sometimes (laughs) and uh you know you just no longer do it i mean that might be an early trainer's mistake a rookie mistake let's say um, where you just think, you know, you really want to help everybody, and you really can't afford not to. 
And, mm. and yeah, and sometimes I think that's just a rookie feeling because the, the longer you're in business, the less you do that. It's just right. like no, don't need the headache. You know, nice chatting with you for seventy-five. <laughs> you know, nice having seventy-five phone calls regarding something that you're not going to take action on. <laughs> right. So right. have have a nice day. So right. yeah, so that's what it comes down to. But that's more, like I said, I think that comes a little bit too with experience. But it's also a great reminder because. You know, some of us are very into the help mindset, and we feel like, you know, we can't, we shouldn't say no. Somebody's approaching us for help, and uh, we're not able, we're not going to provide it. So now we're bad, (laughs) and we're not doing something right. Right. Yeah, you you know, um, the other part that I wanted to touch on, and and I, I think this will be useful for a lot of our listeners and uh, you may have uh, this might help help with uh, with the process too. Is once you figure out that niche that you want to kind of be in, and I didn't give any uh, very many examples. I have in previous podcasts, I think, about talking about you know uh, senior fitness would be an example of a of a tight tighter niche than just general. You know, hey, I do a boot camp or I do fitness for anybody. Um, specializing in older people is a whole different world compared to younger people. Um, or another example would be, um, you know, my ideal client might be a, uh, a youth athlete or my ideal client might be a, um, a mom with two kids that is a stay-at-home mom and busy taking care of kids all day long and they only, they, you know, they, but they can in the middle of the day to your workout or something like that's a, a specific target market that you might really enjoy. And so I think it's worth thinking about this a lot for, especially if you're new. Uh, in fact, not just if you're new, if you've been in business a while, it's easier to figure it out because you probably have more experience to figure out which the clients are good. So I think it's just important for everybody. And the next step that I, you know, I've thought a lot about this recently and I've taken some courses on it that gave me perspective, not through fitness, but kind of in marketing. And I I learned that once you kind of identify who you really want to be working with, and if you've been in business, you can actually just pull out one of the clients and go, oh, yeah, oh, Michelle, my favorite client or, you know, Bob or Joe, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's. He's a perfect client for me. You can you start kind of figuring it out. You figure out who they are just by, oh, yeah, the, the one guy that was really easy to work with that pays on time and, you know, that he wants exactly what I offer. And when I when I train him, we're having a great time laughing and it's just a it's a thrill, you know. Well, that's what you want. So once you identify that and if you're brand new, you, you have to guess, you know, you, but you still can write it out. You can write out, you know, you can look at what you're good at, what you can deliver on. And then you can look at what the market around you seems to be demanding. And then you can kind of create an intersection between the two. And you just have to take your best guess. But once you find that client, the next step is really cool. And this has helped me a ton. Um, So I think anybody who's listening to this, you know, you could apply this today, this week, and start getting better results. Uh, And it's not that hard. Uh, It's just a little bit of homework. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to write down, you have to study that target client. And if you can survey them, it's even better. Like if you can ask them survey questions, uh, either using SurveyMonkey or Google Forms, or just call them up and just ask them all these questions is the best so you can write them down. 
um, if, if you have that kind of closer relationship with them at, already at this point, their current client, uh, you want to ask them lots of questions and find out how they tick. Because the more you find out about them, that ideal client, the better you're going to be able to identify other people like them. So I'll give you an example. It, it doesn't make sense until I give the example usually. Here's the example. So I have a client and she was just perfect. She wanted exactly what I offer. Uh, the kind of training I do is, is the kind that she needs and wants. And I'm already good at it. And it's easy for me. Okay, that's step one. Step two, we get along. Okay, step three, she, you know, or, or, or item three or, or bonus three, she and her husband have plenty of money and they can afford my services. And it's not really an issue. They're more concerned with the quality than they are the price. Well, that's a really good one right there, right? So, okay, great. All right, next thing. Um, she is also the type that tends to re refer other people like her. Wonderful, you know. Uh, so then I, I started realizing, okay, well, I don't know much about her. You know, let me find out more. Okay, well, first of all, how old is she? She's about 40 years old, you know, uh, and your client may be 20 or 50 or whatever. You, you, okay, so the first thing we're going to look at is demographics. And so demographics are the basic things, basic data about the person, like their age, their sex, where they live, you know, which neighborhoods or at least the zip code, uh, you know, um, whether they a certain level of income. You know, so my, my favorite client, had, they, they typically have a pretty high income. Uh, they have a well over six-figure income, and they're in their 40s or 50s. And uh, in my case, you know, your clients might be different. So don't copy me and then try to, like, fit, you know, then wonder why this doesn't work. It has to be you. It has to be a good fit for you, right? So I found out about her. Then the, most of my clients are relatively conservative. Not all, but these ones happen to be. A lot of them may be Christian. You know, and, and it, you know, and I don't, I don't have any issue with somebody not being, you know, of a certain religious affiliation. I mean, it has nothing to do with. I'm not saying you want to discriminate on, in some bad way, but in marketing, you actually do want to discriminate. And I don't mean that in a bigotry way. I mean that in a no, you need to discriminate based on what it is that you really want, and 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 not just taking any old person that comes along. And so I, when I found out that information about her, the demographics, the next step is, is you, 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 you look at their psychographics, which is a fancy word that just means, you know, kind of how they think about things, like the, ba the main things that they're interested in. And so then the demographics was more just the basic raw data. And then the things like a religious affiliation would be more like psychographics. And the fact that they're conservative is more like psychographics and things like, uh, you know, um, the type of people they hang out with, you know, and the, the basic general interests that they have, uh, they're into fitness or they all, they all have kids, uh, at home, uh, or, or, uh, one of them's going off to college and they have a little kid too. And, um, you know, that they're, they're concerned with, with those, with, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas a 19 year old is not concerned with the same stuff. And so you're, you write down, you, you literally have to write this down. It's not good enough just to be vague about it. You want to write it down. Uh, and then the third thing we go over is emotional information, So, which is similar but a little bit different. It's like, okay, we got demographic information, psychographic information, and then emotional information. Emotional information is things like, you know, what's their uh, favorite music musical band? Or what's, what kind of magazines do they read? Uh, and, uh, what, what, who do they follow on Facebook and, um, 
what is their, you know, uh, you know, favorite movie. Okay, now you might go, well, what the heck, you know, but there's a lot of valuable information you can get from that. And I'm not going to get really technical here, but just to give you a really brief overview uh, of what you could use this information for is, let's say you know that they all love reading a particular magazine. Well, in your business, that may be actually a magazine or a local, maybe a little local paper that they all read. Well, that, that tells you exactly where you need to advertise. You know, if they all read some women's health section of some local newspaper, you need to be advertising in that newspaper because you're going to find more people like them. Or on Facebook, it gets really crazy, and we don't have time to go into this, but you could literally go in there and target an ad to people that are interested in particular topics that you find out through surveying your client that they really love. And then and instead of just being like every other trainer out there who's just advertising blah to everybody, all these people that are not ideal clients, you could save money, time, and be way more effective by targeting your ads just to the people that you know who really you want as clients. And so that's just a really broad brush overview of, of how that could be useful information. It, it, it tells you where to advertise, but it also tells you, you know, what is this, what is this client thinking and how do I get into, their, into that a little bit more? And then how do I find people just like them? Because trust me, if you found somebody who was really, really, really cool, there are more people like them. And that person is very likely to hang out with other people like them and they may refer you. But when they stop or if they're unable to refer you or that you just run out of their friends to, to, to hit up, how else are you going to find more people like them? The only way is by marketing to those people. And so how do you market to them if you don't even know who they are? You have to go through this homework, and it doesn't take very long. And if you if you can't if you don't feel comfortable calling them up and asking them, and, and or they don't fill out the survey, then the next best thing, and I'm saying this in a tongue-in-cheek friendly way, is to Facebook stalk them. You know, you go on Facebook, you're likely friends, and you go through their profile and look at what they do and what they're interested in, what they like, and who they follow. And it's really easy to get all that information nowadays. So, um, you know, there's really no excuse. Uh, and you can even call up a mail company and get a, get a targeted list of people that earn the same income in a certain neighborhood and send a mailer to just those people. So it's not just Facebook. It's mail. It's, it's every way you can advertise. In fact, it's even just what you put on your flyer. And so, and I'm not going to go into this. I, we could talk for three hours on this one. But I wanted to start with just those basic ideas of identifying, first of all, the niche you want to be in. And then second, who is that ideal client and knowing everything about them so that when you make a flyer or a Facebook post or an ad, you can write a headline that speaks their language. And so what I found out, I'm going to give you an example. So I, I mentioned my favorite client earlier and I found out all this information and I realized why she came to me was she wanted to look really good in front of her friends at the next reunion. Now she had other reasons, obviously, but they were all kind of secondary. You know, weight loss, yeah, of course, but it's not – what she really wanted wasn't just the, 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 the feature or benefit of what I had to offer. It wasn't – the results you give is different from the ultimate transformation that it provides. So the result was lose weight, tone up. That's the result. Okay, great, but that alone isn't strong enough emotionally always to get that person to actually come and buy from you. So the ultimate transformation is the next step, which is, well, what she, why does she want to lose weight and tone up? Well, because she wants to look good in front of her friends and make them all green with envy at the next reunion. And so guess what my headline is? You know, 
how to how to make your friends all green with envy at the next reunion, or how to look so good that you impress all your friends at the next reunion. Another example would be, you know, how to get your spouse to look at you the way they did when you were first dating, because you you look so amazing in everything that you wear, right? You know, that would be another. I'm just throwing off the top of my head. Now, these are examples that I actually am using in my marketing, and you're you're free to swipe them and and them and deploy them, but I will warn you. This happens all the time. You see an ad that works and people just copy it. You can't, you really want this to work. You can't just copy what I did. And that's because it's unique to me and my person. And if you want to really do well, you need to find your person and create something unique to them. And then you can really dial this in and have some fun with it. So that was a broad broad brush overview, Um, you know, just to kind of touch on some of these topics. This is one of my favorite topics now talk about all the time with coaching clients and Georgette and I go in pretty in depth uh, in a lot of these types of things, you know, in our products. And so yeah. uh, if you're interested in that, the, the fitness bootcamp, bootcamp uh, coaching and, you know, all the websites and the program, the inner circle, those are places where we really start breaking this stuff down for people. But anyway, you know, Georgette, that was pretty long, but I don't know if you have examples of that or, or if you agree with that, or if you see that working in your business or how you addressed it, anything yeah. you want to mention to it? I'll see if I could add a little something to it, because like you said, we do go into a lot of detail in the bootcamp enterprise, which is fitnessbootcampcoaching.com. But um, that course is has been updated, upgraded, and it's dialed in now that it's, you know, there's not no stone unturned. But, um, and yeah, that's, that's a tough one because I do see a lot of people, you know, copying things, you know, ads that don't really... Uh, they haven't even figured out who they're targeting or what their ideal business is or it looks like, and um, then they end up attracting what they don't really want. So that's a tough one for me to even give an example because we did a lot of trial and error in the beginning because I'm looking at it from, you know, when we first came into business up until, you know, 10-plus years now. Um, there was a lot of trial and error, and some things we we probably should go back to, and and because not because they they didn't work at the time, but the, the point is, we also didn't have we <laughs> were also like throwing stuff at the wall, and you know sometimes you have to tweak things. Like I wouldn't call call a senior boot camp a senior boot camp right. anymore, right? <laughs> Um, because first of all, it really didn't have anything to do with seniors. What happened was it was the time slot that ended up to be the convenient part of it, being it, it was people, mothers, um, it was after school had started. So it was like an 8.30 boot camp in the morning, and it had nothing to do with seniors. So it was filled, but not with seniors. So there was no point in calling it seniors, plus I wouldn't choose that name. So knowing how, you know, what you know now, some of that comes with experience, which is why you hire coaches in the first place, because if you don't have the experience, then, you know, why should you do five years of trial and error when somebody else has already done it and can help you nail that a lot better, you know what I mean, and quicker. Yes. But 
Yeah, because we, you know, also there's, we also did the teachers boot camp, one of the first people to do that. Um, so because of the demand. And, yes, it was in our niche. <laughs> so, you know, we were running boot camps. All right. that was, was was another slot that was more convenient to them. Right, so, right. There's a lot of things with finding your ideal business and, you know, your target market, if you use that word. You know, we use that word loosely because that is much more in-depth than saying, I want to target people who want to lose weight. Well, that you might as well not be targeted. That's not that's not a target market <laughs> anymore. It's too broad, but right. It's too broad. It's way too broad, and that can attract anybody from uh, bargain hunters to magic bullet hunters to, you know, to somebody looking for, you know, some kind of, you know, ma- I guess the magic bullet is the best way of putting it, to somebody who's dead serious and wanting to do a bodybuilding show. I mean, so that's like, and everything in between. So that's way, way, way too broad. So that, weight loss is not a, a, a target market, in essence, if you follow me. Yeah. So. Maybe so uh, at one time when it was brand new, maybe. But, yeah. you know, maybe 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't been brand new for decades. Right? Right. I mean, right. people have been looking for, you know, snake oil type of things and, you know, supplements and uh, diet pills and, and quick diets and crash diets for decades and, and eons. So, I mean, I noticed that transformation, when when people were running transformation contests, sometimes, too, people don't want that long commitment. So we're, again... They want quick, you know, results, overnight results. So if that's your ideal client, then, you know, you really got to change things, like, drastically. Depending right. On, you know. So a lot of it, I think, has to do, really, with where the business owner is. And I think sometimes we forget that part. Like you were mentioning earlier <clears throat> about your passion and what, you know, you really want to work with and what you want your business to look like. You know, do you want to be training at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 5 a.m.? Because there's, you know, one person who wants to who wants that time slot. Well, you know, they may fit your niche, but like you said, it doesn't fit your passion. It didn't fit where you're coming from. So I think it's a, it's a blend. It has to be a blend. It has to be of the of the two because if if you really want an ideal business, ideal you know targeted niche, for lack of a better phrase, then it it has to be a blend of the two because you could know everything about your your person and then not have that passion, and it's just not gonna it's not gonna jive because it's not gonna work. And you're not going to get, you know, deliver the, re- the results that you need to be as a professional. That's so, a, that's a fantastic point. Awesome. Yeah, it is because it, it really has to be the both. Because, like, well, not to, I don't want to re- reiterate the whole thing, but 
even if it was a bodybuilder that I wanted to work with or wanted to work with me, and I'm no longer interested. I'm just giving an example. This isn't true. I'm just saying I'm no longer interested in that. I don't feel like going to, you know, I don't like teaching how to pose. <laughs> you know, or, you know, the workout and the diet, okay, but, yeah, when it comes to posing, not into it. But, well, then don't work with that client. Because right. Because you're only delivering. You're not delivering the full package. They need the full package. Right. You know, you well, we're just about work. out of time, so this has been – I like these short episodes, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. Easier to listen to because people don't have a lot of time. You know, they're trying to you know, listen to podcasts and read things, and you know, trainers are busy. So, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the uh, the websites mentioned in the the show notes, but just, just you know, it's uh, the uh, it, fitnessbootcampcoaching.com, but it'll be in the show notes too if you are typing it in and can't quite get it right. Yeah, and and uh, we're going to be mention- back again. Um, We've got a lot on this that we can cover. I know we can do several episodes probably on just this topic. And I think this is very powerful for a lot of people that are trying to get their business off the ground. Um, In addition to that, we've got a lot of stuff going on in our world that we'll follow up with next time. And uh, coaching clients that are coming at us right now with really good questions. So we'll we'll address some of those too. And uh, until next time, I guess, we'll see you next time on the the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle podcast. Any, Any last words, Georgette? No, uh, we're just going to answer some of the, uh, we did have some coaching clients, uh, we did have some inner circle questions that were really good, so, you know, maybe we could do them, out. actually, they're coaching clients, so we'll adjust them on the, uh, the boot camp coaching, uh, coaching call. Maybe Excellent, and maybe we can throw a, a couple of them on here, too, just for fun. So yeah. people can hear. Yeah. If you're interested too, in, in you know, you want to go to the, uh, you you want to find us and ask us these questions because we love questions on on here and 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 also on Georgette on your blog. If people ask questions there in the comments, then we could, you know, we 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 would be able to answer them here. So definitely connect with us and and um, you know, or on the blog or on Facebook and ask these questions, and so we can put them on the podcast and and everybody can benefit from them. So. Okay, until next time, have a good week. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye.